Welcome to Marsha's Plate, a black trans inclusive feminist podcast. A place where we know that not everybody is invited to the cookout. And we also know that every single day is a brand new day and we have the power to make a difference today. So let's do this. You can hashtag Marsha's Plate. You can follow us on most social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of that. Just search for Marsha's Plate, M-A-R-S-H-A-S-P-L-A-T-E. Y'all ready? Let's get started. Hey, what's up, y'all? Hey, peace, peace, peace. What's good? Oh, my God. I had an amazing week. This was my very... Very, very first San Francisco Pride. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. That's a that's huge, huge pride. That's like <laughs> the biggest pride and one of the biggest. Yeah. Pride. So I did year before last, I did New York's Pride. And then this year I did San Francisco Pride. And believe it or not, uh-huh. those two are the only actual like pride parades that I've actually been to in my life. Really? I have never. I, you, I Now, I'll go out huh. for like to the club or something during Pride. Yeah. But like to yeah. actually go to Pride, to a Pride parade. No, mm. I never, ever did that. <laughs> what was so. it like? What, what was it like for you? Oh, it was dope. It was dope. It was like, yeah. oh, wow, this is a lot of. Um, this was this. This was a big one. This was it definitely was a big one. And you it. it the you run the gamut of type of queer people. <laughs> you yeah. run the gamut yeah, yeah. of um of how they express. I mean, I'm talking about from rainbow wigs and sparkles uh, and da 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 to butt booty naked, like totally yeah. naked, not yeah, you know, little pasties, butt naked, <laughs> nothing on. <laughs> right. And right. so I was. I was gagged because it's literally people walking around butt naked and um and it's not like I had hadn't heard about I heard about it or I'm some prude that's like, oh my God. But it is it's very <laughs> different knowing that it's there and then actually seeing actually there, being yeah. there in the moment like a with million, these, over a million people out there, right? Yes, it's so many, yeah. so many, so many, so many, so many. Wow. And you know, I'm just looking around at you know, just all of the people and all the types of people. I mean, and just how huge a celebration is. Nancy Pelosi was in the parade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I got to, I was invited yeah. to San Francisco as a guest um, by the Transgender District. And we all were invited to a, a annual 
um, breakfast brunch with the mayors, the political leaders of the city. And so we were at Mayor London Breeds, which is if we've talked about her before, but she's one of the two black mayors in the country. One first black mayors in the country um, in regards to women, black women. Mm mayors and so she she it was in san francisco was the first time that they had a black woman mayor and then new orleans they had the first time that they had a black woman mayor and so Mm. mayor london breed invited us to the brunch so i was sitting at her table she was looking fabulous not protest but in in response to this horrible anti-drag situation happening in the Mm. country, Mm. anti-trans, anti-LGBT, she created Mm. a position that had never been created, which was the drag laureate for the city. (laughs) And it is so dope. So uh, there is is an official position as a drag laureate. And so the drag laureate was at the table and she was cool as hell. Um, We have potentially our next trans senator um and she spoke at the miss lisa something i can't remember her last name sorry you know i don't always remember folks last name especially Uh, they're not really in our community (laughs) the mel you know highly made melanated community (laughs) i don't be knowing all the time um but lisa something i can't remember um, but she was there. Like I said, Nancy Pelosi gave a speech. She was the keynote yeah, speaker. Yeah. She was there and she she was dope. I like, you know, Nancy is an icon <laughs> on so many levels. So Nancy Pelosi. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah, it just was. Oh, and our friend of the show who has been on the show a couple of times, Brianna McCree was... Um, she was on the episode where we talked about traveling while trans. Um, mm. She was one of the um, grand marshals, her and Honey, Ma- Honey Mahogany. And nice. so we were there supporting her too, because Brianna wow. is one of our good friends and she's just dope. And just That's seeing awesome. her, she's just one of those girls. You know, And I'll talk about this later um, on in, in my subject for the show, but she's one of those girls who has lived has lived not not saying that like her life is over now but she has lived multiple lives in this city this isn't some trans girl that just started yesterday this is a girl who's been in this life who has been through things who have come up out the mud and you know created life for herself and yeah and really lived the life of you know a trans woman (laughs) and you know from the good from the bad to the great right. and so right. you know she's somebody right. that you trust deserves any accolade that she yeah. that she gets because you know she lives it she's she cares about community i remember one of the earlier times mm. of my um time going to san francisco we were walking to a little corner store like a little bodega I don't, they don't call mm. them bodegas in san francisco but a little right, corner right. store right. um Go to this little corner store and we're we're I think we're looking for gum or look you know something just going to court straw. So we come in there and this person walks up to Brianna. You can tell that they are either really, really early in their getting sober, like maybe Mm -hmm. a day. (laughs) 
<laughs> maybe like a day. They buy mm-hmm. maybe like a couple hours. <laughs> right, 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 right. They were coherent, but you can tell that you know this person probably, you know, parties. <laughs> and so you know. Little parties, and so that, and so they came up to Brianna and was like talking to her and sharing how her mentorship really inspired them to get clean. And mm. Brianna was, um, and she was trying to just explain to Brianna that yes, I'm clean, and um, and Brianna just was talking to her like, you know, you just got to take it one day at a time. We all have been there. We all have been there trying to trying to come up out of that hole. So don't you worry about it. You just keep going. And we we at the bodega. We at the bodega. And she's just, yeah, you know, talking to this person and really speaking life into them. And the person started crying and was like, you know, I just want you to know how much you um, help me get out of this just your talks even your tough love because that even in that moment they were talking about you know how you know she was putting on her tough love hat she was like yeah i was supposed to be at this meeting your ass didn't come (laughs) you were supposed to be at the don't don't be coming up talking about you trying to keep clean and we got meeting free meeting for you and free resources for you and you ain't coming coming to get them and she was like, I know, I know, I know. But you know, she that that, that kind of big right, sister, right. that tough kind of yeah. big sister love. And it just seeing her in her oh, element oh, and yeah. and be and still being motivated and not and not not putting it in, putting them into shame or anything like that. And it just was so it really let me know her spirit. But it was this was really early in our friendship. So I didn't really know her too personally, but it just was a moment where I was like, Oh, this is one of those girls. I know these girls that, mm-hmm. you know, they're like mothers of the community. We talked about this mm-hmm. on the show before where, mm-hmm. you know, we talked about the concept of um, Dr. Joy James has that concept of captive maternal, those kind of people in the community that, that really just give all their all to, um, uplift the people around them even if the system keeps exploiting the people that they're uplifting and so just right. seeing her be celebrated and be a grand marshal at you know the biggest yeah. pride event in the country was just so amazing and so beautiful so yeah shout out to brianna mccree i can't remember her name don't please don't please forgive me blame yeah. it on my <laughs> blame it on my head not my heart is what, what, ain't that what they say yeah, um, somebody walked up to me and was like, you know, are you Thomas Styles? And I said, yeah. And she was like, oh, my God, I listen to Marsha play all the time. And she just went in and just was like, oh, my God, I just love the show. I love how y'all, oh, what y'all talk about. And yeah, so shout out to her. <laughs> if you listening today, shout out to her. That's she so cool. cool. That moment, yeah. 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 So, yeah, it just San Francisco was cold as hell. Let me say that. It was cold yeah. like in the in the 50s. <laughs> but um it was dope they always show us good time tenderloin is um a part of the city that is very colorful <laughs> it's very colorful it has um you know you you can run into so many different type of people from on the homeless to the drug users to the trans folks to the it is one of those you in the thick of it you in the you in the thick but while we are there um you know the transgender transgender district um staff and executive director rsie really shows us a good time and really shows us the real and shows us um you know uh, the positive and what we're looking forward to and you know I like that. Yeah. I, when I yeah. come to the city, yeah. I want to see it all. I want to see, you know, yeah. 
the good, the bad, and the ugly, and the, and, the, and the beautiful. Yeah, not just the tourist stuff. But to, but this this time was the first time that I got to see tourist stuff. We went to the Golden Gate Bridge. We went to um, certain neighborhoods. Like we literally was in front of Nancy Pelosi's house. We went to I, I, I rode the trolley. I went to um, Fisherman's Dwarf. The white people were swimming in the in the water at in fifty degree weather, so you know the water was even colder. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I was like, "Ooh!" I was like, "Ooh!" This is, this is not my ministry because it's cold as hell. I had a sweater on and I was cold. Um, well, damn. Damn. I had well, the yeah, world the famous Irish coffee at this restaurant called the Buena Vista. Um, okay. What else? Yeah, it just was so. This was this was a trip of. Pride is pride, pride as fuck. So gay as hell, tons of rainbow flags everywhere. But also, you know, the touristy stuff, the Lombard mm-hmm. Street, which is the the most um crookedest street. Um, just all the touristy stuff. This was the first time that I got to do a lot of the tourist. Yeah. 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 That sounds cool. dope though. Yeah, it yeah. was. I loved it. So how was your week? Uh it was all right. I got a chance to go to uh a little bit of pride on Saturday here in Seattle. Um, I got to see a little bit of the black, it was a black showcase there for through Black Pride. Um, I got to see a Riot Jane perform, Andrew Miles. I didn't get to see Talayla, Bobby K, and Garfield, but I did hear everybody was amazing and it was nice to have, again, ain't that many black people here, but it's like, oh, black people. <laughs> Seattle and opportunities oh, hey. for folks to, to shine and opportunities, you know, to have black trans artists on stage singing, band, getting down, you know, like, you know, that's something I've never experienced, you know, not at a pride, you know, so it was pretty dope. Yeah. So it was a good time. It was a good time. Yeah. I love yeah. that. So how are y'all wrapping up pride? What did y'all do to celebrate pride this month? Did y'all any... Is there anything that y'all did that really, really stands out as new, especially if you go to Pride, you know, every year or celebrate Pride every year? But if you did something new, let us know. Also, are you going to any other Prides? They had Trans mm-hmm. Pride on Friday, Seattle mm-hmm. Pride Saturday. There's going to be a Black Pride, Pacific Northwest Black Pride in August. What other Prides might you be attending this summer, too? You know, yeah, we were so we were talking about that. <laughs> we were talking about that. There's a, there's um we had dinner. There's black with, prize season like August. Yeah, August. there's a tons of other prize, and she was saying that she didn't know it was separate. Like she said, so, I said, but that's only in certain cities, like in Houston. Right, right. Um, regular regular pride is in June, but we also have Black Pride, which is called Splash, which is in the first week of May, and so. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's yeah. separate for us. Yeah, it's like that a lot of places. Yeah, especially not everywhere. Bigger though. places. Once mm-hmm. you you know bigger mm-hmm. places usually have really um, established prides, and they have mm-hmm. usually I don't say all of them, but everyone I know has a <laughs> history of um, not celebrating black people or not even attempting right. to center blackness right. and the history yeah. that black people, um, you know, really played in creating prides in a lot of this in a lot of these state cities and so yeah so black folk got tired of that shit and said okay well we're gonna have our own pride <laughs> which is what we have to do sometimes and so we see that across the country especially in major cities that have established um more um 
um, mainstream prides that mm. usually feel neglected. I even heard, mm. you know, the people's pride, the, the people's mm. pride usually in different places don't want to have the police come and, right, you know, right, they don't want right, the city right. officials coming mm-hmm. and doing all the performance yeah. bullshit while at the same time they're going to legislative uh, legislation and creating bills or policies that affect exactly. homeless or affect black folks. And, exactly. you know, yeah. So yeah. sometimes we have different pride and the people's pride usually not necessarily um, black pride, but it, it's more mm-hmm. progressive and tons of different types of pride. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so some of the prides were created out of agency as well, not just out of in response to like, oh, the white, you know, you know, we do that too. Sometimes it's like, we just want, we know what we like, so we're going to do what we like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ain't no sense to fight you. Like. Amen. <laughs> yeah. So tell us what, yeah. What is happening in your city that you really love about mm-hmm. Pride? And how have you, mm-hmm. how, now that we round out this month, this month is coming to an end, what have you done to celebrate? And if you have a Pride coming up in another month, let us know when that is. We might tip on through. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Hashtag Marsha's Play. Oh my God, I want to thank all of our new patrons this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yay, 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 yay. So, not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know, I also donate to other podcasts, I donate to other organizations. I have my finger on the post of the community and I know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here so you're not only helping to sustain us you're helping to sustain other people in a community because I put my money where my mouth is you know that's just the kind of bitch I am community is fuck (laughs) so thank you I really really appreciate you and if you have not become a patron why have you not? You can donate as low as a dollar a month. It doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please. Do I have to play Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. So, the world is getting wild. So right now you're telling me you're going to deny me my medication because of your personal religion. You're not my doctor. So you think you know better than my doctor? Is that what's going on? I just make you know the diagnosis. Why? That's none of your business. Report here. This is discrimination. You can come at 12 and uh, the other... No, I want my now. It's always the religious people that have the most hate in their hearts. You're disgusting. No, I want my medication now. So that is a 30-year-old trans man, and this is in Oakland? Oakland, California. Wow. Who is being denied his medication because of the pharmacist technician's religious beliefs. At the Walgreens. Bay, Bay Area, Oakland, Walgreens. Right. The manager gave him his medication later and deeply apologized for the incident. But, you know, Walgreens still it has not been clear. They said their policies are designed to ensure we meet the needs of our patients and customers while respecting the religious and moral beliefs of our team members. 
in an instance where a team member has a religious or moral conviction that prevents them from meeting a customer's need, we require the team member to refer the customer to another employee or manager on duty who can complete the transaction. These instances, however, are very rare, Walgreens spokesperson says. So, um, yeah, so that's, Walgreens also had, in the past, had some backlash with their pharmacists, because last summer after Roe v. Wade was overturned, many pharmacists were claiming, like many people were saying they were denied birth control or condoms by pharmacists who said they morally objected to their use, which is wild. You know, I mean, this goes back to what I have said before. This is, it's going to get worse. Like, exactly. it's going to get worse over time with, you know, this kind of the political climate is emboldening people. It is yeah. no, co no coincidence that I, that we have seen an uptick in trans harms and deaths. And this is, this is what happens when the politics gets mainstream and the attack on us goes mainstream like it's going to be um uh more discrimination it's going to be more of this we're going to see this quite often um yeah. even at the pride situation that we were at this week we had a drag um storybook time mm -hmm. and they were reading to the kids and there was a a person that was booing and why are y'all doing this to kids and apparently oh, wow. yeah. and we had to check them brianna had to check them and mm. and apparently they were a trans person <laughs> oh, <wow>. at yeah. <laughs> pride <laughs> like uh -huh. why would you come to pride on this bullshit? but this is the type do. of yeah. or you know and are you really a trans person you know what i'm saying it just mm. it's that whole kind of stuff mm. so okay so I just feel like it's going to get worse because of, you know, just the political climate. What, what are your, I mean, we've been in tough situations and worse situations as a community, but I think that there was more like socially, there was more like community interaction. What are your thoughts? Cause I think that contributed to some resiliency. Like I remember in the early 2000s, it was like marriage initiative, marriage initiative, every every state back to back to back to back to back was like, we banned gay marriage, we banned marriage, we banned marriage, we banned marriage. In all those states, you have these big fights, right? Yeah. Um, Wisconsin included, right? And everybody came to creating change, exhausted after like, most of us got our ballot. <laughs> everybody lost, you know what I'm saying? Like, that shit was depressing, right? Because remember, you only could get married in like two states, three, four, five places, and civil union. It's a whole different landscape. But I'm saying with that, though, what, you know, I think there's a level of resiliency because people are in, like, being in community and interacting with one another. I think, like, we have to build, we have to support each other. Like, I think that's the only way to, uh, navigate what we're facing uh moving forward because we're not going to be able to depend on all these institutions that we might have got a little comfortable depending on over the last 10 years you know what i mean well because it's only a blink of the eye it's not like we've been here the whole time and so right. we do know how to be here 
when we when stuff is inconsistent. We do know how to still get what we need when we don't have regular access to, you know, I can't go to that pharmacy. I only can go to this one pharmacy, mm-hmm. this one pharmacy. And but a lot of that happens because of a community network of people, right? And people kind of are in the know to know, like, you know, we, you can't just do it on your own. Like we that that's over. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? But it's also important to be in community anyway. But just like for real, with these challenges to these 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 things with the state and hospitals and all that, we'll be okay. What are your thoughts? Community is important. I think that we are not going to get past it without community. But I also think that we are in a position where the people that advance the most is the people who had allies in their corner. But I think we are also in that situation where we're not just fighting, we're fighting an uphill battle because people are not necessarily invested in our liberation as much as they were invested in their liberation all of as much as we were into the marriage situation oh, yeah. um you know now that they i think there's a lot of people who have dropped off not saying all of them but i think that there's a lot of people who have dropped off so we have to get but what i i want to say i love it but what i like in Neither one, not love or like, I don't like it. But okay. Okay. but what I, what I see happening is, you know, conservative people, right-wing people, blah, 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 blah. They're going after a bunch of shit at the same time. Yeah, yeah they should be in coalition so, with folks. Right, so that Absolutely. coalition <laughs> yeah. feels like um, it's more likely to happen. They're going after Roe, not just going after, they overturn Roe. Um, um they're going after um lgbt history and not saying gay and you know it's not just trans you see what i'm saying i feel like we if it was just trans stuff happening it would allow them to turn a blind eye to it but because it's erasing the um you know the black history in florida erasing the black history mm-hmm. in texas you ra- i think we talked about this a while ago right yes. when they were coming after this and saying like listen they the ultimate what they're going to is there was no slavery like that's where they're going and y'all can pretend like this is about just trans folks or lgbt and we talked about this a, a while ago before yeah i think you know? we, i think that that forces people I mean, into a coalition it forces us into a coalition. So even if you are a homophobic black person, your enemy is my enemy. <laughs> but also, also, fam, it's like if you're a black person, you care about black people. This is how I feel like if you're a black person, you care about black people, then you should care about what's happening to black trans people. If you don't care about what happens to black trans people, that's that's how I've done stuff, different community stuff, engaging straight people, like straight black people. We have to have that conversation. If you care about black people, we on this campus, when I was in college, it's 40,000 people, 800 black people, okay? So is it all the black student union or is it just the straight people, black student union? And so we had straight talk, quote unquote, conversations with the BSU and student of color organizations because we all in this stuff and we all here and it's like two people, you know? (laughs) So which is it? And I think, you know, I mean, on a commercial level, we see BET and everybody trying to get our money. 
But I mean, that's the real too, though, right? So it's like, if y'all about this work for the black people, that has to include black trans people. That has to include black LGBT people. And if it's not, okay, but then just say that. That's how I feel. And put, put, I think more people are just saying you know, that. I think, I, but yeah. I, I just, I just have hope that because we have the same enemy, we're just going to be going after the yeah. same, the same enemy. Yeah. And I, I see that. Um, that's the, that's where I see the silver lining. Um, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm naturally inclined to be more pessimistic, but um, where I see some kind of hope is that we have the same enemy. So I see, you know, when we look at Ron DeSantos, when we look at um, um, Trump, when we look at um, mm -hmm. Ted Cruz and um, Abbott, even like, <laughs> even mm -hmm. Greg Abbott, him being, he has been in a wheelchair since 1984. <laughs> mm -hmm. And he is, rolling back disability protections and he's mm -hmm. in a wheelchair <laughs> so he can afford it though right mm -hmm. he can afford you know exactly we know why he can do it for him um and why he does it after he wins a lawsuit which people That's don't so know this we, we they don't oh, know this yeah. But yeah. he wins the lawsuit that was based on the policies that protected disabled people because he had something fall on his back and, and paralyzed him. Um, paid for life. Right. And he gets paid for life in under these this lawsuit. He gets paid for life from this company. And some of the policies that he used in his court case, his lawyers used to win him that much money, a record lawsuit. He has repealed. He has pulled back so that nobody else who gets this kind of injury or who has disabilities can sue in that same kind of way. So this That's is the so hypocrisy of the right. But anyway, I'm saying that yeah. to say this, because all yeah. those people, we are um, because we are we know that they are the enemy and they ha they don't have poor people um, rights in, in mind. They don't have um women's rights in mind they don't have trans people's rights in mind they don't have black people's rights in mind they don't have anybody's rights in mind except for their the successful and rich and white and able-bodied cisgender straight heterosexual blah, blah 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 um because of that i want to say that we are all forced in a coalition and yeah that's the only hope that i have i, I i'm mm -hmm. more pessimistic but i just hope that that is enough to push us through the what I know inevitable, the bad that's gonna come or the worst that's gonna come. What what how would what do you think people can do to support each other? Like how do you think, like if you were in that situation with somebody, right? And you saw that go down, like how would you, if there's, you know what I mean, if this is potentially on the horizon, how would you, how do you like what, yeah, how would you maybe want support or how do you in the moment? Like, are you talking about in the moment? Like yeah, if I was those behind the situation. Like in those type of situations, you know, how would you support a friend if that happened to them? You know, or if that happened to you, what kind of support would you might want? Oh my gosh. I, I don't mean to be too deep. <laughs> but no, no, like, no, no. I understand. You know, it's, it's, it's I, real, I, you know? it's wild. God, I'm, I'm, I'm more of a, it, you gotta catch me in the mood. Like sometimes you can mm -hmm. catch me, but like, and I'm in the mood to, to burn this motherfucker down. Sometimes, like, especially if you catch me when I'm just tired, I want to yeah. cuss. Oh, y'all not going to give me my shit. I might 
push all of y'all motherfucking displays down. Now clean that shit up, bitch. You can, I might, I, that might be a mood of mine. I might push yeah. everything down, tear everything up in this motherfucker. Fuck y'all. Since y'all want to give me my <laughs> shit, I tear this bitch up and y'all gonna get y'all gonna be working on cleaning this shit up while I'm gone. Bye. Right. Might be that. Um, but it also might be, oh, I don't feel like this today. Let me go to another Walgreens. Oh, you're being an asshole. Okay, I'm gonna write your name down and I'm gonna make sure. I'm calling right. the people on your ass because you're being shady. I'm going to make sure that. But I today, I just, I'm t- it's too hot. It's 114 degrees in Houston. <laughs> right. And I don't feel like it. I don't want to do it. I, d- I just don't feel like this situation. And yeah, I don't want to fight. I don't want to argue. I just want to leave and get the, the fuck out. So sometimes I'm like that. Um, I am more willing to argue and fight when it's for other people than when it's for myself. I don't know mm-hmm. how bad mm-hmm. that is. But I give myself more options when it comes to myself. But if I'm okay. in a situation where somebody else is being wrong and needs support, <laughs> yeah. I'm way yeah. more likely to step into the situation than okay. to um, walk away. Like, oh, I don't feel like this today. I'm way more likely when it's somebody else's situation to not make that option, to really support mm-hmm. them and say, hey, what you want to do? You want to tear it up? What you want to do? <laughs> I help you right. tear this motherfucker up. Right. Or right. I help right. you call right. the people and say, yeah. you know what I'm saying? What you want? I usually ask people what they want me to do. Because I don't, mm-hmm. I'm also a person that if I don't make a scene, I might not want you to make a scene. Or right. I don't know how far you might go because you mad. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I would ask the person, hey, so yeah, this is fucked up. They supposed to be giving you a medicine. Why y'all not giving him his medicine? What's going on? This is shady. You know, I would. Yeah. Come on now. Stuff like that. So I would want to, I would ask them how they want me to support, but I'm not just going to stand there and let them deal deal with it by themselves. Definitely not. That ain't really in my spirit. Um, Yeah. Especially as a trans person, it would feel real. I would feel like, duh. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I'm like, oh, duh, I'm going to say something. What? Yeah, because I'm, I'm in line right behind you. Because I'm in line right behind this motherfucker. <laughs> what you going to say to me, bitch? <laughs> so it's that kind of situation. And yeah. so I would ask and see what, how they go down. I'm trying to think of other scenarios that I've been in. I remember my homegirl. It was something about her SSI that she had to go down to the Social Security office for something, mm. something about her SSI. And because she is trans, the lady was just, I don't know. She just, it felt super like she was just being super mm. extra. She just was being so weird. And my homegirl, she, she was defeated. Like mm. it, I can tell when she was on the phone, she was crying and she just was defeated by oh, what was happening. Yeah. And I said no, and I literally got in the Uber, went down there. I had put on this little suit, honey. <laughs> got in my got in my bag, got in my professional corporate woman yeah. bag, and went down there and pretended to be her lawyers, and we got her <laughs> shit done. Yeah. So it just depends on the yeah. scenario. We got her shit yeah, taken care exactly. of, and you know. Yeah. Yeah. It just it just worked out. But I remember being in that situation. It's just sometimes. Yeah, I just I just I just know that I've always been a person that I'm more likely to advocate for other people than for myself, because sometimes Mm -hmm. I'm just not in the mood and I just Mm want to go home and I'm just tired 
for when it comes to mm-hmm. myself and I'm willing, I don't have, it's not a pride thing. Like I'm like, Oh child, I just want to go home. I don't even feel like this. I'm not trying to be activist today. <laughs> Sometimes I don't right, want to be right, activist right, today. Sometimes right, I just want right, just, my um, shit. To be. Yeah. And you know, yeah. and it might, it might be the, 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 this circumstance particular is, it depends on the severity of the medicine too. Like is, is this a life mm-hmm. or death situation with my medicine or if this mm-hmm. is, you know, hormones is a little, it's not life or death. It will for me. Um, yeah, cause hormones, hormones, it's like, if you ain't had a hysterectomy and or hysterectomy, it's like, you might get your period. So you need yeah, your hormones. But, but, yeah. In a day? No, not in a day. That's what and I I'm mean. Saying, oh, my bad. You right. Not That's day, what I mean. Like, like, but like disruption. Interruption. Yeah. Still uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm just in a sense like if I like if it's not a life or death medicine, but you know I don't consider my hormones a life or death. I can wait till tomorrow and go to another Walgreens and pick it up. Now I don't know how, and everybody navigates that differently. But for me, my hormones are not life or death. It's not. It's not gonna. If I if I wait a day to go to another Walgreens that's more affirming, it's not gonna. it's not going to affect me. So sometimes, but sometimes it's the principle. Motherfucker, I know this is not right. And and I'm, honey, I'm well rested. I just came from a massage and you playing in my face. So, ooh, let's turn up. I feel, right. I'm, in the, I'm in the fight mode today. Sometimes, yeah. hey, I want to do it. Yeah. This is the moment. <laughs> today, right? Yeah, we, oh, I'm rested. It's, uh, y'all got the air conditioning on? Let's, yeah. let's go. Um, yeah. <laughs> sometimes it, it just depends. It just so depends. Funny. Yeah. It just depends. You said I got the air conditioner. Oh. Yeah, y'all got the air conditioner. Oh, we can I can I can sit back too. I'm a, yeah, they won't give me my medicine. So, so, so this so this line yeah. this line is long and it's gonna be long because these motherfuckers about to give me my medicine. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'm well, not moving shit. to no other person unless they're gonna give me my medicine. Right. Where, who else is working here? <laughs> if you're the only person here, then you need to give me my medicine. Yeah, because like yeah. like he said, you're not my doctor. Well, yep. you, I don't need to tell yep. you about my medical conditions and da 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 da. This is my prescription from my doctor. You fill yep. my motherfucking prescription. Yeah. Period. Yeah. I mean, I the fact that it was already fucked up that the pharmacist was de- was denying him his prescription. But excuse me, you gonna what is this for? Not what is this for? <laughs> What is your what, what what did the pharmacist say? What is your uh what is your uh diagnosis, diagnosis? or what? <laughs> if you girl get your ass out of here, because <laughs> that kind of threw me off too. Because it's like you it's can call my doctor bullshit, right? It's one thing to deal with like I'm denying you because I, <laughs> you know what I mean. But if somebody's picking up condoms. If somebody's picking up birth control, you're not gonna go, what's your diagnosis? Okay. You just gonna mm. be just regular, smegular, biased, and bigoted. You're having <laughs> sex. <laughs> I'm not giving you this. This is against my religion. Right. You're having yeah. sex. Yeah, but right. you don't have to twist. Talk about what you my hip up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. uh, anyway, y'all, let us know. We know Diamond got a, 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 a whole range of things. I think, you know, we all kind of got little things, different things in our pocket on how we handle things. Uh, how would you deal with that situation? Would you deal with it differently than, you, you know, with somebody else, like Diamond mentioned, versus yourself? Um, you know, because this is real. People are dealing, starting to deal with this in different places. Um, so, you know, what you share will be helpful for other folks across the country. So let us know. Hashtag Marshall Split.
So you know I love to watch good shows, good documentaries, especially when it's about history or when it's about queer stuff. So recently HBO released a debut feature film called The Stroll, and it is directed by Kristen Lavelle. This documentary tells the history of New York City's meatpacking district from the point of view of transgender sex workers who lived there between the 80s and like early 2000s. Okay. And the director used to be a sex worker and around this, during that time. And she was like, so many people had tried to tell this story, but because they're not one of the girls, it's almost like you're just, you know, like they're David Attenborough looking at some animals, <laughs> talking about, you know, some animals or whatever. When she was going to film school and she was going to, you know, really be this creative person, um, she said, hey, I think that I'm going to do it from my perspective and tell the story because I'm one of the girls. I've been out there before. I remember when I was homeless and ran away and I was in that situation. I remember the good stuff and the bad stuff. Sometimes people just show the bad. It's almost right. like a um, right. a warning tale. Like, oh, this yep. could be you. Instead of, instead of, this also could be somebody saving grace. You, you may not look at it like that, but there are worse situations that they're in and they're saving themselves by mm -hmm. taking agency over their body and it, it may not you may not understand it from your point of view but from their point of view this got me out of a whole situation and was a stepping stone to something else and right. so telling telling that story from the perspective of trans girls was her intent and clearly it has paid off because it is really really good she has won sundance award she has been in multiple um film festivals it's just the stroll is really really good so make sure you check that out it is amazing and i want to read some of the stuff that she said this is a quote from the director she said we don't get taught anything about lgbtq plus history in school and because of the past 20 something years feel so recent we're not getting a broader understanding of the time period i want people to go into the film learning this history and take away from it in this increased visibility but i want more than just visibility she also said when she started the groundwork she was like as a trans artist you know trying to reclaim space in our lives she points out that tons of the footage and materials remain in the hands of other people because people were recording the stroll from a perspective of demonizing these women <laughs> sometimes the footage in the research when she was doing research and she would find footage and people who had beautiful footage of some of the girls that she was featuring yeah. she says there was this one person who had this beautiful footage and it was footage of the it was a beautiful footage of the situation, but the situation was not beautiful, but it was beautiful. You can say in regards to yeah. quality, it shows yeah. more deeply Egypt, which is one of the main characters in the film, a story of her living inside garbage trucks. Uh. 
But when these people found out that it was trans women who were at the helm of this um, this film production, this of the straw, once they found out it was her and it was two trans women that was leading it, they was like, no, we're not giving you the footage, even though the footage was oh, beautiful. Wow. And she says, but these people were religious delegates whose mission was to detransition and bring trans women into salvation. It wasn't to show their humanity and, um, you yeah. know, and, and really showcase yeah. who they are as a people because she's featuring multiple trans women who was on the whole straw when she, when she, when she was younger and was in there and was teaching her the ropes, but also where they're at now. Cause some of them are in totally different, more, um, in, in different careers and in different, different kind of spaces and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So she says yeah. they didn't, they didn't want to give us the footage once they realized that we were doing it. So they pulled out, um, but it all ended up working out in the end. And so, um, yeah, so it's, they have somebody that's on there that was trans during this time and now they're not. It's a mm -hmm. wide range of people. I mean, there's wide uh, range of experiences. Of experiences. Um, they have some pictures of some of the girls like naked. Not saying that that is a, a selling point, but I'm talking about the raw. I'm saying I'm sharing that because it's very raw. It ain't. It ain't. Um, nobody's having sex or it's it's HBO, so y'all know it can be very very um raw and for real. And they're telling stories. They're telling. The negative side and the positive side and the community base, how the girls are looking yeah. out for each other. And the it's just really, really raw and open conversation with some of the people who are in in the film. And it just was really, really dope. And you can tell that it's care. You can tell that care, care is being taken care of being thought about in the situation because this is somebody who who was one of the girls working the stroll and right. so she's just be she's being real she's being um careful she's being tender she is being open and because she is one of the girls they're being really open to her um and mm -hmm. it's just tons of powerful powerful conversation and wow. so wow and so i guess i wanted to ask you we talked about last week about archiving our stories. And this is a person who really is doing that just thing. Yeah, um, like literally, literally, literally. Literally. Yeah, yeah. And so, and I know some people would be like, why, when we're telling our stories, it got to be some kind of sex worker wholesale stuff. Why can't it be something else? So what do you feel about people who think like that? That's weird. <laughs> like, that's why? what I think. I think that's I think it's weird because it's like, yes, we sh we should have this story. We can have other stories. That doesn't mean we have to take away this story. And to your point earlier, like you said, um, you know, like when you went to San Francisco or even with this with this piece. Right. It's like the good, the bad, the ugly, the in between the, you know. So, yeah, there's room for all that. Actually, this is what is in here. What? <laughs> you know, now it might be. This is the first time, you know, a black trans woman is, you know, what I mean, like the, the gravity of that having this happen for like that agency and experience to do that. But that means we need more of that because that's why we had the problem in the first place of you only seeing this black trans women and trans femme folks seeing this and not seeing other images of themselves. Right. And what is possible. Right. And so like 
you know, that is huge. I think that's I think that's a bullshit ass perspective. I mean, I can I understand why people I think it's a limited perspective. I think it's a bullshit ass perspective. I think it's a limited perspective. Right. Because sometimes people don't they also don't know what's possible. You know what I mean? I think that's a part of the reason some people be on like fuck shit like that is because they've never seen it. You know what I'm saying? And it's like just because you've never seen it don't mean it's not so. Or you don't value it. <laughs> or you don't value right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. You know, it's it, it, it's um you know again, like my philosophy, do you fuck with black people or you don't, right? It's like I'm talking, I'm assuming we're talking about other black people, right? Right. So it's like, if I love black people, if I'm committed to the situation with my people, that means folks on the whole stroll. That means folks I don't like. That means folks I fuck with. I mean, I got to fuck with you all the time and kick it. But what I am going to do is not try to harm you. What I am going to do is try to support you. And I believe that the myriad of stories that we have in our community show the, the diversity of experiences in our community. And there's a lot that we can learn you know, from that, you know, so yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that perspective. I think it's, I think it's limited. I think it's bullshit. You know, you know, I'm hood hippie, whatever nerdy, you know what I'm saying? My hood hippie, my hood hippie said it's some bullshit, but my nerdy and all that other stuff says, okay, it's limited. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. But, um, you know, but yeah, I, 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 that's, that's my initial take on it. It's just kind of like, yo, like why, why we, if we don't, if we have this story, what do you think that's taken away? Mm-hmm. What do you think, you know, the, you know, respectability, weirdness, that's weird to me, you know, um, you know, growing up in a very intentional household where like I could not have white dolls, white iconography. And, you know, I'm sure I don't know what your, I'm sure your church was saying, you know, my Sunday school, every it was black kids, you know. And so I had this reinforcement intentional. They're like, it's intentional to have images. It's intentional to see yourself reflected. That was something I heard growing up all the time and was around spaces where they were like intentional about doing that as a black kid. So I know it matters as a black adult. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. I know, you know, I know it matters as a black trans adult, a black queer adult to have those images. That's what got me into the archive and shit back then was because I had that as the foundation before I even came out, I'm like, I know that there's these possibilities somewhere. So if I see a Karen Williams, it's like, oh shit. Okay, Marjorie Hill, okay. Okay, Afro-Pomo homos or Pomo Afro-Homo, oh shit. You know, I'm taping that shit I'm, because even though white folks got their theme, I've always kind of had a perspective, well, I know black people got shit, you know, some version of So it's weird to, to limit ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. around like, was possible and we all just trying to survive in the settler colony. So of course our shit's gonna be complicated. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And Yo, everybody's shit is complicated and everybody has their own like what you yeah, everybody has their own shit. Like it's weird. And you don't have to shit on a story that you think is negative. A story that you think is not respectable. It's a, 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 yeah, it's a class it's thing, a class it's a respectably politics things. If you don't have to shit on this to advocate for more stories, like you can say, "Oh, that's a good story." You know, I would love to see this. There are there are, there are trans girls who didn't have to go through didn't go through sex work. They went another route and did da 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 da. Yes, and you don't have to look down on people who have been in sex work or or look down on um, their story being told authentically. Because if we're being real. Like, it's like, 
if you're trying to tell a well-rounded trans experience, like you need the great, the shining, you know, these successes. Oh, but you also need the, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you need the yeah. you need to run the gamut. And like like you just said, it's like it is room for more stories. That's what we want. We yes, just like when we were talking about every time you saw a trans woman on TV, she was playing a prostitute. <laughs> yes, if we were tired of trans women only getting opportunities to act and play prostitutes. Right. Yes, right. but period. Okay. No, and, no, and but like, period. Right. And it's like we've been here before in so many different ways, whether it was black cis women and the mammy characters, right? You know, yes. just feels that far. whether it's black men and playing thugs and you know, Hollywood shuffle and all that kind of stuff. So it's not like you know, like we got a we got a point of reference, and that's why I'd be like, look at our shit through our shit, because if we look at it through this other structure of how white folks kind of you know structure the things to navigate the things, and that's participating in the system, which we all do, in our advocacy and our education, our da -da 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 -da, when it comes to LGBT things, but black queer and trans people, black LGBT people, black people have a, a whole different government structure within our different ethnic groups as black American black people, Jamaican, Caribbean, da, 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 you know, that shapes all of our shit in our histories and stuff. And so we got points of, we ain't untethered as black trans people. We got a point of reference. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's our history too. That's who we are. So we know we already been here as black trans people. We know. How do you open your mind up to valuing people that you don't find respectable? How do you actually yeah. do that? Like, because I, and, and I'm not proud of this. I, I've talked about this before. I remember being one of those snooty people that looked down on sex workers. I remember that. Mm -hmm. I remember when I was a teenager because I had grew up in church and what I thought about um, sex workers and what I thought about, you know, women selling their bodies. And, you know, mm -hmm. I, I was indoctrinated in this mindset about prostitution. And so mm -hmm. when I would see it, I would turn my nose up. I would, I would, I was that person. And I can't, and, and the only thing for me in my own particular life that turned me around and had me open my mind up is when I was forced in the situation. And that's mm -hmm. unfortunate. That's not something I'm proud of. It should, I should be able to see other people's scenario and don't have to be in it to have empathy. I should be able to do right. that. I was a teenager. So of right. course, um, yeah. yeah, so yeah, but as an adult, it, the, what I would say um, is for me to care about somebody, you have to consciously want to be a better person. Like I, what I'm seeing in multiple situations, like this, even with the heterosexuals, when I'm seeing these conversation happen between cis men and cis women and that kind of male versus female, men versus women situation, eh, by logic versus emotionality, you know, who pay the bills and masculinity, female, all that, those kind of battles. A lot of times I'm listening to them and I'm like, you really are not seeing the other person. Um, yeah. And, and, and y'all and men from a position of power, of course, I'm gonna hold y'all a little, <laughs> you hold the men a little bit more accountable because y'all are in many positions of power and it kind of the, the systems are kind of skewed in y'all directions a lot. But there's a lot of times where I'm like, you know, y'all are just not, y'all are intentionally not trying to be empathetic about situations 
that the other side is in like you you're not understanding how we might be a, as a black woman i might be a little bit more have to be a little bit more hard because of the circumstances i in i'm in and you're not seeing and not saying that you want to deal with it whatever mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. no but you're not having any empathy for that and you black and you know i'm in these situations you know how hard it is out here and you're not seeing that at all that, yeah. that's what i'm talking about girls if you you ain't never um you see the girls out here on the host show and you've been blessed to have parents i there's a there's a girl that i know i want to say her name just just because i just don't but she has had from her grandparents to her parents the support from the beginning i mean help her get her all her surgeries you get what i'm saying really really yeah. helped her had the resources and everything the support from yeah. the from a very young age and she and just seeing how she has navigated and grown from being a little bit more judgmental to oh my god i need to be really open to this because you know mm. i have blessings that they just did not have and like that's black stuff in there it definitely always is when it comes to money and survival um most people yeah. because of you know I want to say everybody, but um, I know me, my own situation, I was forced into sex work, forced in the sense of economically forced, not like mm -hmm. gorilla right, creeping right, type right. force, <laughs> but right, right, um, right. but economically forced. But then over time, I wasn't forced and it was because it was easy and, you know, quick. <laughs> so mm -hmm. even when I had other resources to do and a job and most of the time that I was doing sex work, I, I had a job as well. It just wasn't paying me enough um mm -hmm. but in that in in those scenarios even though you may not be in that situation how do you look on them and with care and value their stories how did you get here along with saying who i want other stories too but still valuing it still looking at it with value because i just hear people like throwing it away like certain not everybody but just kind of throwing yeah. it away and i'm I like mean, this is so important I would say like, I've, I've definitely, I will say I've been fortunate to be around folks who have not been as devaluing of mm -hmm. acting like people in our community are disposable. You know what I mean? Like that's wild to me. Um, you know, uh, you know, the community I was in in Milwaukee and Madison, it, it definitely was, I felt like it was a lot of, um, you know, people were supportive. Just like every, you know, I think because most people were poor and working class too. Right. So it was like it's like everybody broke. Everybody got to work. And it was a little less judgment. Um, you know, um, out here, I don't think there's as much. I don't know. I don't really know. I don't know. I don't I think it's different out here. I don't think there's as much judgment, but also I think some of that is just like politic and formative. <laughs> but that's a whole different conversation. Mm -hmm. But I do think people because to me the valuing of of of, of that is more than just a statement. It's more it's in that action and how we how we be engaged in community with each other or whatever just treating people like human fucking beings because your story is just as important as my story and we all just out here just trying to survive you know what i mean and so yeah. if we know you can't have on one side of your mouth say i'm a, a anti-colonial you know decolonized da, 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 and then say well you know sex workers are embarrassing me like like you can't right. I don't, those things don't where I don't care for those people. Those people in our community are disposable. Those, those, those two things don't go together. 
Right. So it's one or the other. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? One or the other. You do know? you is oh, the, you everybody. Do you have any artistic dreams to create something about community? Like is there are any because I have dreams to create a film. So mm-hmm. are there dreams mm-hmm. which I've you know, I've done. Like I've done yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. I want there's other films that I want to create. Is uh, do you have any artistic dreams to create something? Is that your bag? Yeah, I mean, you know, I did for a while. Be, if you had, if you had unlimited yeah. resources, what would you create? Unlimited. Um, two things. I think I would want to do like a documentary and talk to people. You know what I mean in the community because I came out kind of young, you know. But I also have already in the past did some performance art around my experiences up until a certain point. And I'm, I think, you know, capturing, not just for myself to do the performance art piece, but also the film piece, you know what I'm saying? A documentary and just capturing those stories and those moments. That's what I want to do is like capture these moments from other people, but also just like, and I just feel very grateful because I can like, I've only really been in queer community since I was like 15. Like, I don't know nothing else and grateful for the people that kind of looked out in like um, learning from them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just from observing and the people, you know what I mean? Just being around different times. I don't know if that makes sense, but. No, it makes total sense. You know, I would, um, <clears throat> there is, I don't want to say it because I don't want to ruin it. I don't want somebody to steal it. <laughs> but there is a, there's a particular trans person that is not popular uh-huh. from the 1800s that I know mm. about that has tons of documented history on this person. Mm. And I would love to do a film, not a documentary, like a like an actual scripted film about their life. Um, mm. I just think that that would be dope. Um, I would like to do a documentary about um this one i don't care if somebody steals it it's vacant if you got the coins to do it do it um, oh yeah uh i will want i will want a documentary about trans people from the either the 18 from trans people in the 1900s and trans people 1800s 1900s and 2000s i ain't, i don't want to see 2000 no just 18 and 1900s People in history who were trans and they didn't find out that they were trans until they died. Oh, like the, yeah. Their their body, their autopsy yeah. revealed that they were trans. There yeah. are so many of those, y'all, yeah. that when yeah. I go into archives, I really yeah. find them and see, like, oh my God, just seeing their lives and how they navigate those lives. And, you know, particularly masculine of center people because there's a couple of stories and I'm like, God damn, like mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. so many amazing stories. So mm-hmm. many just amazing stories. So, but yeah, mm-hmm. who, those type of people who you don't find out that they're trans until they, till they're gone. Yeah. Yeah. I want to do a documentary you know, I, on that. Diamond, I told you my brain be processing delays sometimes. <laughs> <So> <laughs> actually, the topic would be with this, obviously the stuff I already mentioned, cause that's already been a thing since I was a kid, right? So, you know, teenager type of shit I was doing. But I really want to capture like talking to trans masculine folks, right? 
who kind of, who transitioned between like 2000, 2012, because it's such a weird time where like there was a you know it was like way more access but it was like maybe more access <laughs> compared to what happens after that and those experiences of these people because you know you know we talked about it before like aggressives came out and all kinds of like that that's just a moment in time where folks who were younger were still connected to folks who were old it's just like everything shifted and obama like all all that stuff kind of changed and the technology changed how people kind of engage in community during that time because everything switched to digital you know so it's like you had community that was created before everything switched to digital and i definitely want to like try to tell those stories because it's like stuff was here folks was kind of doing anything and it's kind of this overlap yeah it was like this overlap between the black less many black lesbian spaces and these trans spaces that started to happen um Mm. But it's weird because, you know, it's the 20, it's like, and then there's access through Medicaid that changes everything. Right. You know, because <laughs> we disproportionately poor. So it's like, you know, so it's like, it was like Underground Railroad and then it was like Medicaid, <laughs> you know? So like mm. capturing those things because that's how people got access. It was all like word of mouth and somebody would be like, oh yeah, you know, or maybe this surgery and I sent a picture of my, of my, of my tit tats and my boobies, you know, to the surgeon in a completely different state and then bought a ticket for what 10 days me and my partner you know what i mean like that's you had to prepare that shit was not that's expensive right oh mm-hmm. you could just do care credit that was the thing of the era black people can't just do care credit you know what <laughs> I mean? like, you know what i mean disproportionately you know what i'm saying so like there was just a lot of different a lot of different stuff happening during that time and it was just like these are the rules to navigate. You got to do this, or you could do that. Wasn't no GoFundMe. Wasn't you know? It just was more analog. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, Some but, people was lucking up and getting it covered under gynecomastia. Oh yeah, yeah. It was yeah. it, 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 it right at the right place at the right time. <laughs> yeah, it's a certain thing. Also, because we were in that era, because that's my era too. In yeah. that era. We were getting more access because wasn't nobody paying attention to us. Because it, it, everybody was just don't ask, don't tell, gay marriage, da da da. We were still the lowercase t in the LGBT. Unless you work, <laughs> the only place where you may have had some kind of coverage is if you worked for a, a Fortune 500 company. Uh huh. And what nobody paying attention now, even yeah, the situation right. that we were just talking about yeah. with the with the the trans guy and that. People weren't paying attention to why are you taking testosterone? Exactly. Why are you taking estrogen? People weren't paying attention in the sense to protest it. Like you actively yeah. protest it. They didn't know yeah. what the fuck was going on. And mm. so it's kind of like the double heads, yeah. double edged sort of visibility where being under the radar can be a negative, but it also can be a positive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it, yeah definitely. Definitely. But yeah, it was a, yeah, anyway, it was an interesting time. And a, a lot of the people that knew how to navigate already were kind of navigating in those spaces, sometimes in even women's spaces. Right. And so it's like because people had access to like those skill sets mm-hmm. in that situation, at least where I was at, it allowed, you know, access. I was like, I never went to the hippy dippy community pharmacy. They were like, no, that's where you have to go to get your testosterone for the cheapest. Oh, all I know, I'm from, well, I'm from Northern, I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. All I know is Paul Rains. Maybe a CVS. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
you know, but the little network, you know, I was, you know somebody give me a name of somebody black trans dude that's in New York or in this state or that state. You know, I knew like three, four people when I first started transitioning. And that made all the difference. Anyway, point is, blah, 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 blah. That's my thought. That's what I want to do on a documentary is, is, is capture those stories, capture those stories, because I, I think it's an interesting time, you know. Perfect. So let us know if you have watched The Stroll on HBO. It just mm-hmm. came out this week. Check mm-hmm. it out. It is dope. Um, shout out to Christian Lavelle mm-hmm. um, and all the women that participated in it. Yeah, y'all did it. I loved it. I watched it yesterday and it just inspired me, just my creative self. And, yeah. and it just it was yeah. nostalgic because I remember seeing the girls on the host row because I, I I ain't never been a host girl, host girl girl. I was kind of spoiled. I was more of the internet, <laughs> the internet host. Girl. In that era, right, right, I have right. been on the host row, but I never had yeah. to. I never forced. I was never forced. Sometimes I just go on the host row for the kiki and the community of the whole thing. Okay. But okay. but I I was spoiled because I came out in a time where you know the internet and the newspapers and the stuff like that was popping, right. and so I I could just put an ad up and make some money without actually because host girl was a little riskier and the money yeah. was little. Like they was out there turning tricks for forty six dollars. Yeah. You know I need my two fifty. <laughs> I need my two fifty one fifty. 300 i need my little coins it wasn't worth it if i wasn't getting a cute coin <laughs> yeah, yeah. so but you know i i remember those days and going <laughs> out there and seeing how the, the ins and out in the works in, in that in that regard so it, it made me feel nostalgic and seeing community mm-hmm. and seeing somebody actually care enough to do it in a tasteful um good real raw way Uh, humane way absolutely so if you watched it hashtag marshall's plate tell us what you think about it and if you have not go check it out and then hashtag marshall's plate gimme 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 euphoria more than peace of mind it's the joy in space to change the tide gimme 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 euphoria more than So, Jay, what yes. has been bringing you euphoria this week? Well, uh, two things. One is the sun has been bringing me euphoria this week. It has been out. Uh, Claire, as you explained, I, it was not out in San Francisco. I'm sorry that happened to you. <laughs> or maybe it was out, but it was just cold. But it was out. It was out here. A couple of it seconds. Was <laughs> it was out out here. The sun was sunny. You know what I'm saying? I was getting my little sun and walking in the blue sky. So, you know, it, it was that's that's bringing me some euphoria this week. That's one of the things. And the other thing, like I said earlier, was catching this black showcase at Black Pride. I didn't catch all the acts, but I did get to see Ariah Jane and Andrew Tate. I mean, I'm talking like a full blown band and R&B like. It was it was it was great. So that's that's bringing me euphoria because we don't get to see. We just talking about trans black trans people making art, black trans people making art, like making art. <laughs> so that's bringing yeah. me euphoria uh, this week. 
What about yourself? What's bringing you some euphoria? Uh, what is bringing me euphoria this week? Uh, it is my friends. Mm. Like all of my, um, you know, I'm a, I have a, a circle of friends that um, really, they do, you know, they give me different things, you know. I, all my friends are not the same. <laughs> they are. They are, I get something from them, either entertainment or counseling. There's people who are your confidants, people who are your um, mentees, and just different things. And so, this week has been a really, a really shined a light on you know my circle of friends. I have a friend who had a birthday this week. Shout out to Ty. She she has. You know, she had a birthday and we've been friends since we were 11. So just to see her grow and us still be friends and, you know, friends Mm -hmm. that long don't always. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you fall out with people, but even if we haven't fell out to the point where we're not friends and, um, you know, just to see her grow. Um, Being in San Francisco, uh, it wasn't just it was me. Um, Vernis from Mahogany Project, Dominique Morgan, um, um, Aria and Brianna, and just uh, us individually hanging. It, there was moments in on the trip where we were individually hanging out um, mm-hmm. and where we were in a group hanging out and just having these conversations that range from surgeries, you know, just, you know, um, recovering from surgeries, um, you know, grants, talking about work a little bit, but not in the sense of the heavy part of work, just, just talking about yeah. working and opportunities coming up, transition from to other, in other, um, not transitions, physical transitions, but like other areas of work, because a couple of them are transitioning to different areas of their career. Um, and so just seeing uh, them being honest and, it didn't feel like sometimes when you're in a group of people, it always feel like motherfuckers got to putting on airs and, or mm-hmm. they're, they're gatekeeping and, you know, it just it having sitting down with them individually and as a group and we're just having a good time or we're having a good conversation. It didn't feel like there was anything weird. I love being yeah. in spaces that it doesn't feel like there's no weird yeah. shit. It's authentic. It's just cool. Uh-huh. We laughing. We being real. Nobody is putting on a fake face. <laughs> you with your people. Yeah. You with your people. Yeah. That's so that, that's what brought yeah. me joy this week. And um, my brother, it, it's none of, none of them was all, nothing was all together, but it all kind of happened in this week. Me and my brother had a conversation about, um, he has a friend who is kind of navigating coming out mm. and my brother is navigating that. Like he's kind of feeling funny about it. Cause he like, nigga, why are you not telling me what's going on with you? Why, why it feels like you hiding this gay shit when I'm seeing it with my eyes. Like I'm seeing <laughs> your whole friend group. Is turning into butch queens. <laughs> Your whole friend group is turning into niggas who is obviously gay. And you get what I'm saying? You kind of getting distant because I'm a heterosexual and you might think I might judge you or whatever, but that ain't my tea. So what's right, going on? Right, and right. 
you right. know, and so him helping him navigate that, me telling my brother, you that's need to not take up. that personal. <laughs> that is that's his own journey, and he don't know. You know what I'm saying? Y'all might you might not have talked about it. He might he might be making assumptions and blah 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 blah. He was like that nigga ain't making no assumptions. He know he know I'm cool with queer people. He was like my sister's trans, oh. and he know it. <laughs> he know you one of my main people, so I'm never gonna be looking at him. And he was like. Nigga, everybody used to call you gay. <laughs> and I would be defending your ass. So right, it, this right. wouldn't be something that surprised any of us. <laughs> so oh, that whole <laughs> that yeah. whole thing. And I was like, let him come out to you. Don't right. try to push him out right. just because you feel yeah. some kind of way about him. Blah, blah, blah. So us navigating that and him trusting my, you know, my... Yeah advice and understanding and him, me talking him through that process and you know just other things that's going on with our family that that's we're navigating cool. together just my circle of people is bringing me joy my friends my homegirls, and you know stuff that they're talking about keeping me laughing on the internet just so much just so much i love it love it love it love it love it so that's yeah. what's bringing me euphoria this week my friends my circle of friends Black joy, black joy, black joy. Hey. Yes. <laughs> so, yes, make sure y'all check out The Straw. And, yeah, we out here living, loving, and we hope y'all check us out next week. Yes. Peace, y'all. Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's Plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We will be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamondstylz at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye-bye. You going to say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, y'all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Every little thing's going to be all right.